Hello and welcome to season two of Eventland, a podcast powered by InEvent. This season, we are talking all things event tech in 2022 and beyond. We feature the most futuristic and technologically advanced leaders speaking candidly about their experiences with event tech. Grab a drink, press play and join the conversation. I am Marion Falcon, and it's great to have you here. George Barnes is the director of Carolyn Rips, a New York-based production consulting company specializing in creative talent and innovative tech solutions for hybrid and virtual content creation. Uh, my name is George Barnes. I own Take Two Productions, which is a uh, creative production agency. Uh-huh. And we've been in business. This is our 30-year anniversary right now. So happy about that. Nice. Uh, and I am the director and founder of the company. Nice. That's amazing. So talk to us a little bit about production consulting. Like what exactly does that entail? Ah, what type of production? Yes. So we're talking virtual hybrid events. Virtual hybrid events. Okay. Well, um, I'm kind of unique because I've been in the space since the inception of this. I've been doing virtual and hybrid content since about 2008. Mm-hmm. because I have a, a couple different studios in different states. So I've always been kind of at, at the forefront of integrating uh, live shooting and remote direction, which mm-hmm. is really the key to remote, uh, remote production is actually the remote direction, not so much just the technology side. So it's, it's been a very interesting um, process to watch everyone pivot due to COVID because of the restrictions. Yeah. But what I'm seeing that's more interesting than the workflow process is the efficiency. Because like I say, I've been doing this 13 or 14 years um, or longer. And it's much more efficient a workflow than conventional production where you're committed to one day doing a job or maybe even takes a couple days to set up a job. Now you can send out individual crews to different locations and we just book the jobs hourly. So, I mean, I have, I have six different projects that we're doing today. Wow. So we're able to kind of aggregate that by having everyone remote in different places, dial it yes. into the studio. Um, and we have our, our hybrid team on set. They do all the, the local logistics. They get that ready. They send us the feed. We make the show. Bam, that's it. I get into the next show. But I've got the, the second team doing something else. So it's really been able to uh, exponentially grow my business and also create that much more content for the clients at overall a lower cost, which is mm-hmm. also an interesting dynamic. That is a very interesting dynamic. So do you feel like hybrid events have turned out to cost less than in-person events? They do. Okay. That's a very yeah, interesting hybrid point. Events, yeah, hybrid events do cost less overall. And what I'm seeing are overall more effective because honestly, while it's cool to send you know 500 employees to, I don't know, Disneyland or, or Hawaii or wherever you're going to send a big corporate event, it's, that might be nice to do, you know, once a year or something, but as Mm -hmm. a general rule of thumb, I'm seeing that the large corporations are able to do more events in this hybrid model where people can just join by home, 
they meet people in, in different um, in different areas of the company. And it's just, it's more accessible. It's easier for people to participate in. Yes, 100%. I think it's made the world much more smaller and we are able to connect with each other much easier now that things are hybrid and, and virtual. So I definitely see that. And I mean, in your, like you, for example, right now, I don't know where you are. It doesn't matter where you are. Yeah, it doesn't because we can still have a conversation. But I'm in South Africa, actually. Oh, okay. Perfect example. <laughs> Perfect example. <laughs> Good point. Exactly. Look at us. We can connect in real time, have a conversation about the industry or anything we want without having to leave our homes. I mean, I think that's the beauty of this moment, too. It's very convenient. Yes, it is. Yeah. Absolutely. And I mean, you made it seem so simple earlier when you were like, okay, you have a team there, you're doing your thing there, and then everything comes together and you move on. But I'm sure in real life, it's not that simple. What did you find are some of your main challenges of producing a hybrid event? Uh, I think there's only, only really two big challenges. Uh, the big challenge, one is client understanding of what's uh, entailed in that event. Uh, and that also goes into lead time and, um, and prep time because pre-hybrid events, there would be a team for the brand that does nothing but set up the event for the year. Mm -hmm. okay? That was their job, set up the event for the mm -hmm. year. But like literally today for another company that I've done some, some big jobs for, I got a call today for a big global corporate event that happens 10 days from today. Wow. How are you so, supposed to pull that off? Well, you know, that, that's, that's part of the, the hurdle and the obstacle. That's the biggest, the biggest challenge is the understanding that, hey, you know, you still want to have a run of show. You want to have yeah. uh, four days, 60 speakers, 30 breakout rooms. You know, it just takes time to set that up. So communicating that, I think, is, is the largest hurdle and just yeah. letting, letting the... Uh, the clients understand that even though it's hybrid this the structure of the show is the same it's mm -hmm. just the process of how the attendees consume the show that's changed absolutely i totally understand and how do you see other industries reacting to this ever-changing and evolving trend of hybrid experiences at the moment well other industries i mean you know the airline industry, they're feeling the pinch. And I don't think that's ever yeah. going to go back. But honestly, I don't miss dealing with TSA at all. <laughs> I flew three days a week for 30 years. Wow, that is okay. a lot. Yeah. I don't miss that at all. Yeah. So <laughs> I don't miss the hotel. <laughs> I don't miss them complaining about my, my flight cases and bags and all yeah. that. So honestly, you know, Sorry, but yeah, no sympathy for me on that. You know, Sorry, but I'm good. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The industry of um, of hospitality, you know, everyone's like, oh, we got to get the economy back on track. It's good yeah. for everybody to get back to normal. On my last flight, which was uh, March 3rd, 2020, I just came across the receipt and I got a water a coffee and a banana and it was $17. Oh, that's crazy. So it's like, you know, honestly, yeah, I, yeah, I don't really, I don't know about getting, <laughs> feeling so bad about that part of the economy because that wasn't good for my economy. I'll tell yeah. you that. <laughs> totally, <laughs> I understand. Yeah, 
yeah, I think it's making people really evaluate, you know, wait a second. And like the airlines specifically, you know, they, they have this weird model of getting the, the clients that are the best, which are production people, because we're always last minute. We always got all this extra stuff. We're usually going first class. Mm-hmm. We're always like the premium, premium, premium on the tickets. And they give us the hardest time with the gear and the, and the accommodations. Yeah. So honestly, hey, sorry. You know, everyone's <laughs> got to do a little reevaluation on their business. Absolutely. Absolutely. So. <laughs> it's a good moment for that, for them to actually reassess how they've been doing things before. Yeah. Yeah. And so then, from a production yeah. standpoint, I mean, I think, I think um, the the crews are have been very well adapted to yeah. what's required for the hybrid model so i mean we're, we're through that learning curve yeah that's amazing i love that i think it's been a learning curve in general this entire moment in our personal lives in professional lives so it's good to take away some of those lessons that this pandemic has kind of forced upon us what is one of the major lessons that you've learned in terms of production and event tech in this moment the major lessons. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, I'll give you the, the the biggest lesson because at, at my heart I'm a director. Mm-hmm. And the biggest lesson that I've learned is a list talent are more comfortable, and the interviews are better when they're coming from the comfort of their home. Mm, that's a very good point. That's a very good point. Yeah, I see it over and over and over. And it's really, I had this big discussion with a a large client of mine yesterday because pre-Omicron, they were going back into the hybrid model, putting the talent in studio with a couple couple, uh, crew members. And then Mm -hmm. the the more, a a little bit going back towards the in-person method. Yeah. And these are the same talent that I've been working with purely remotely for the past two years. The quality of the interviews are much better. They're, it's much more real when they're coming from their home. So I yeah. think that, that's the biggest lesson. That I that's a really good point. And I mean, it makes sense because like you said, you're in the comfort of your own home. So you, you feel more comfortable, more at ease. You can be yourself more. Conversations happen more naturally. So I think that's a beautiful, a good point that you're pointing out over there. Yeah, and it becomes more relatable. Even like the mm. CEOs and the executives, although yeah. they're, you know, they need to have the presence of being on that higher level. It, it just, it, when we're doing the stuff in the house, it's like they can still be, have that authority, but be more relatable. And I think better respected by the attendees and the audience in general. Mm-hmm. That's a really good point. I love that. Yes. And then in terms of creating virtual and hybrid experiences, how do you create this TV-like or immersive experience with using technology at events? Well, it's, um, you know, that part kind of depends on the specific creative of the event. You know, one of the largest things that I've seen on on the platforms is Mm -hmm. the platforms themselves are pretty limited because it takes millions of dollars of gear mm-hmm. to be able to incorporate the graphics and the effects and the roll-in content and have that seamless integration it's not like you know you can have an enhanced zoom call and it looks like an enhanced zoom call mm-hmm. or you can have you know a million dollar graphics control room and it looks like million dollar graphics controls so yeah well, what I've been able to do is both. I have a multi multi million dollar studio, 
and we take those other components from the in real life environment or venue, uh -huh. drive them into the studio and push that to the platform. Okay. So I that see. combination is really what makes for a, a super elevated uh, experience from mm. the event side. Yeah, and I mean, I can see the million dollar studio right there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, that's, that's reality. This is what it looks like, you know? Yeah. And, just, and the yeah. funny thing is, is, this is, it's a similar setup to when we were doing the big events in real life. You know, Volkswagen would spend six, eight, ten million dollars on a large corporate show. Yeah. And they'd have this stuff, except it would be trucked wherever the event, where the event is built in the ballroom. I mean, I don't know if you've ever been backstage on large corporate events, but this, this is the stuff. I mean, I, I didn't, I don't have anything new. It's the same stuff. It's just our process of implementation. Okay. Is where we leverage the technology into the hybrid event. That's different. Got it. That makes absolute sense. What advice do you have for young event professionals who are trying to get into this more technological side of events? partner with old event professionals so they understand mm -hmm. the real workflow yeah that's a really good point yeah it's not um you know you can't just jump in and be like oh yeah i'm gonna do blah 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 and because there's so much there's so much um the event principles are are just so um specific okay like really understanding run of shows it's like i, I talked to some young people that are, you know, starting out doing the event producer, uh, event production thing, and they don't even know what a run a show is. Mm -hmm. That's like the Bible document of mm -hmm. what the event is going to take, is going to be and how it's going to take place. Yeah. So I would say anyone looking to break in yeah. should look to, you know, partner with experienced event production companies and, you know, maybe not want to be the director or the producer today. Maybe you just want to be, you know, an assistant to someone yes. and see how events occur. And then you can, you know, you can branch out. It's, it's like an apprenticeship, consider it an apprenticeship. If you want to be a doctor, it's like, oh, well, you know, how do you perform eye surgery? Mm -hmm. Well, you don't start out by cutting someone's <laughs> eye open. 100%. How did you get involved in this industry? What was your first step? <laughs> I actually started as a hand model. A hand model? <laughs> I love that. Yeah. And how did it escalate from there? <laughs> well, so I come from a construction family. Okay. And I realized at an early age, I didn't want to do construction. I don't know okay. if you've ever done, you know, hot mop on a roof in August. No. Eh, no, it's not. It's, it's not ideal. <laughs> Uh, or worked on the rough end of a jackhammer all day oh wow okay so that's that was my childhood okay i realized i didn't want to do that so um my karate instructor's wife who was a friend of mine owned a modeling agency and i talked to him and said hey keith you know i want to uh i want to not do construction i'd really like this entertainment industry he says well i don't know anything about it but you know my wife owns a talent agency so anyway i met her and um She's like, well, you know, we could take some pictures and, you know, just do the normal casting thing. And it turns out that I have really nice hands, nicely shaped hands, but they're very big. Okay. They're, they're very big. So I became the hand model for when brands wanted to make things look small. <laughs> so, cause my hands are nicely shaped, but it's like, I'm the only 
you know, yeah. I'm the only white guy I know that can palm a basketball. Oh, wow. Example. Okay, got it. Yeah. So this was like when you want to make cell phones look small and other electronic devices. So they'd give it to me to hold it. And it's like all of a sudden it looks small because it's in my enormous hand. <laughs> so was doing that. And once, but I didn't really like that part. Okay. But once the, once I was on set, I liked the set. I liked the production experience. And I would hang out with the crew instead of the other models and actors. Yeah. And once the crew saw that I could like build anything, whatever, I don't know, the, the wall, this desk, hook these lights up. Then I just started working immediately in the art department, grip and electric, and just kind of accelerated my way through that. Wow, that's incredible. I mean, who would have known you went from hand modeling to event tech yeah. <laughs> production? <Yeah>, exactly. <laughs> I love that. That's such a beautiful thing. And I think that's the that's the journey of life. It can be so unpredictable. <laughs> totally. You just got to be open to it. Yeah, when the opportunity presents, you know, it's like when you're a hand model and the art department says, hey, can you help me put this, yeah. you know, able together yeah sure yeah i love that and i mean especially when it comes to like production and events there's so many different aspects of it and you never know where you're going to fit in so i think that's a beautiful thing kind of tying back to your point earlier with younger event profs who go into the industry kind of find your feet by yeah. being in the industry and being whatever you're good at like let's yeah. say you know i mean if you're you yeah maybe you want to start out in the hair department yeah. Obviously you're awesome with that. It's like, okay, <laughs> great. But you know, now do you get to talk to the director? Sure. You get to yeah. talk to the producer. Sure. Yeah. If you find that you want to do something else in that, in that space, do it. Cause what happens is by me starting at the bottom, mm -hmm. I understand every single aspect of production. Yeah. Like I know how much ice a 60 man crew takes for shooting outside on the beach in Florida all day that's crazy you know, yeah yeah so it's things like that it, that makes me a more well-rounded director or producer because i understand the production limitations and i also understand you know when you're trying to e extract performance from talent whether it's a, an executive for a speech or mm -hmm. an a-list actor you're you know i'm sensitive to what they have to deal with in their life, in their world. And that yeah. helps me extract the best performance. I love that. That's very beautiful. Not and then sure. in terms of new technologies, what are you keeping your eye on in 2022? Well, so there's a, you know, I mean, the metaverse is interesting. Yeah. Um, I'm looking at some real-time uh, motion capture, but my concern is getting the the clients on board with that with mm -hmm. that process because you know when again when it comes to um that type of animation or what would conventionally be a post-production process all that has to be done in advance yes so i think that i think that's going to be a cool next step integration mm -hmm. but i'm there's there's a learning curve on the client side from this that I'm that I'm working through a little bit. So I think that's going to be the next big technology. The other um, the other improvement. I mean, I really hope that you know there's more accessible broadband everywhere for better connections. Yeah, because that's going to just that's going to exponentially improve the experience of hybrid and remote content acquisition. Absolutely.
Thank you for listening to Eventland, a podcast by InEvent. If you're interested in joining our global community for event props, use hashtag Eventland to find us on social media. Until next time.